Rebels. Welcome to another episode of the Counter Pull Podcast. Uh, we got my co-host uh, Richard Dick Meadows, uh, and we have an our uh, very awesome guest joining us today. Or I should say tonight, since it's night. <laughs> but uh, uh, we got Tim Moon here with us. Um, in my opinion, Tim is one of the most interesting people out there. He's had a lot of. Uh, <laughs> well, you are a man. lot of boring, boring people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not at all, man. The last time we talked, uh, you completely blew my mind. So, I think, uh, I think you're going to do the same thing here with our uh, listeners. So, we're pretty excited about that. Well, I hope so. <laughs> and uh, just to go over through a, a few. Uh, uh, things that we need to go through. Um, okay. Dick was mentioning, uh, this is for our listeners. Uh, we now have a Facebook account. So if any of you listeners want to check us out there, uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, um, hit us up on our email at countercult, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I'll put up the podcast and I'll throw those all in the show notes and, uh, on discord. So, Anyway, without further ado, Tim, let's get rock and rolling. Yeah, How are you uh, doing today? If you want to go ahead, Tim, and 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 plug your uh, plug your book and what you got going on now, real quick, uh, so our our members who are listening can uh, can pick up the book and whatever else you got going on. Okay, uh, uh, my name is Tim Moon, and I wrote a book. It's a novel called Tomato Fields, and it's a fictional account of. Um, a story with Bigfoot, uh, the, the problem people run into within a rural county in the 1970s uh, with a monster that they didn't ever dreamed it existed and how they were able to resolve it and all of the conflict and um, drama and trials that they go through in the process. And uh, it's kind of like Jaws on Land. Have you ever seen the movie Jaws? I, oh, yeah. I love I love the movie Jaws. That's yeah. just one of my all-time favorites. And it's a little bit, I used a little bit of that as an inspiration. And it's a little bit like that. And um, and I just, I wanted to use it as a means of winning people to the idea that this animal exists. Um, in a, Using fun stories, interesting, dramatic stories and characters instead of in a non-fiction way, using facts. So um, I heard a long time ago that uh, that facts tell, but stories sell. Because I, I think people just like stories. So I thought, well, let's try to use fiction as a means of maybe capturing people's attention and drawing them to this. So for better or for worse, that's what I have tried to do. And uh, I've got some good reviews, so... I think I, I got close to that at least. So anyway, but that's called Tomato Fields. I can explain that title in a little bit here, but, and it's available on Amazon. And uh, all you do is put Tomato Fields into Amazon and maybe my name, Tim Moon, and it comes right up. And it's Moon just like the the satellite in the sky that's dark on one side and <laughs> no one ever goes. To. So... Uh, anyway, that's that's me. That's why I do these podcasts, or at least that's why I started doing podcasts. But now I'm doing them for all kinds of reasons. So. 
Well, you, but, you um, actually had a lot of experiences that kind of that kind of hit close to home. You and I were talking about one before we started recording. Uh, and you know that uh, that you're you're well rounded in in the in the uh, paranormal and conspiratorial field, kind of. So yeah, I've been reading and studying and thinking and talking. Interested in mysterious things all my life. So. Um, it didn't always seem like it came together to <laughs> where it was interesting to anybody, but, but it is things I've always been interested in stuff like this. So um, when I was a kid, I saw, did you ever see the movie, the, the, the legend of Boggy Creek? Yes, I did. It's very interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a cult movie now. It's a cult flick, but um, it, when I was, I was just a kid, I saw that and I thought, this is so cool. I was scared, <laughs> but I was also fascinating. And I'm thinking, wow, that this thing could be real. I kind of thought it was real. I mean, that movie convinced me. And uh, I think I saw it about eight years ago. And it's it's a little hokey now when I watch it. It's <laughs> but still, that's what really got me going, got me into the, the, the idea that there could be a Bigfoot. So, and I've been interested ever since. Now your brother, the the events are loosely based on a, a, an incident with your brother. Is that correct? Yeah, he actually he he kind of ran into one. <laughs> um, uh, it it more like ran into him, but uh, he was <laughs> he owned some property in Mason County, Washington, where he was going to build some houses. He's a contractor, and he worked in Seattle during the week, and then he'd take the ferry over and drive to. Uh, where he lived in Union um, during the during the weekends, and he would do work on his properties to get them ready to build houses on. And so one, I guess, Friday evening, he was out working on trailers on his back of his trailer lights. I'm sorry, on the back of his trailer, and he smelled something very strange, and he uh, started looking around because it smelled like they typically say. You know, a Bigfoot smells musky and yeah. kind of urine and dead. And he thought maybe something was dead or there was a skunk or something. And so he looked around and then he looked up, 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 up the road, you know, 70 yards or so. And there was this thing standing there. It was enormous. <laughs> standing there and it's standing. It must have been nine to 10 feet tall because of where its head came up on the telephone pole. And he remembers because the telephone pole has different sections and he knows how high those are. And it, it's, it caught his eyes. They just caught each other's eyes and then it started screaming at him and it scared the hell out of him. I mean, he just almost peed his pants and he, he just ran for the house and he grabbed his shotgun and he, closed his door and looked out the window. He thought he was sure it was going to be coming toward him. Um, but it didn't. It just stood there and screamed a little more. And then it turned around and walked back into the woods the way it had come out. And he figured that it probably had come out not realizing he was there because he's usually not there and it was going down to get water or something. It was before there was any houses or anything out there. There was just a couple. It was very rural, very out in the woods. And but it it was mad maybe because he was in its way. 
Yeah, uh, we don't know. We can only guess, but it scared him really bad. And um, I found out about that story about 11 years ago now. I, I'd never heard that before. That happened in the 90s, in the early 90s. And I just asked him one day when we were doing some work together uh, if um, he'd ever seen and what strangest thing he'd ever seen. And he starts telling me this story, and I couldn't believe it. So I had thought for a long time about using fiction as a means of winning people to this mystery, um, like I explained a little bit earlier there. And um, but, I, you know, I can't. I, well, that would be kind of a cool idea, you know, and I'd kind of just toy around with it a little bit. But when he told me that story, I just thought, you know, I got to do this. And I just used. I went with the same area, wrote it about Mason County, Washington, and just just developed characters and just used that as an inspiration to pull the rug out and, and get started. And so it kind of inspired me to write the book. And and uh, and so that's how that all occurred. I don't know if I would have it had I not listened to his story and heard that story and then had him um, almost as interested in the book as I was. Yeah, man. You know, a lot of these details too, uh, and you can attest to it too. Of all that we hear, because we, you know, everything we researched, you know, the Bigfoot Convention we went to, uh, a lot of the details of these stories of these run-ins with these creatures are usually, I mean, millions of people with millions of experiences didn't come together. And I'm gonna. I'm just. I'm guesstimating. Me. I'm sure there's. Probably oh, there is. In a hundred thousands, anyways. Oh, there's um, millions. If you go worldwide. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we only hear about a. We we hear one out of ten. You're right, and not Maybe. only that. It's kind of like Dave Politis was talking about. You go back into history and records, right. uh, local right. records and things. People, there's there's stories of this before they even had the term Sasquatch or Sasquatch. Way, however, you know, way back. Way yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 years, you know, probably more than that. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's obviously, you know, you listen to all of our, uh, all of the paranormal podcasts, all the, all the other podcasters in our community love their hearts because we're, we are, we're all just uh, fans because none of us, none of us tend to get mad at each other. We all just, we always just want to talk about these things. And yeah, um, uh, I've seen some very, especially, you know, in the recent years, technology and stuff, I'm a hunter. So mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, uh, I've seen tons of very interesting, uh, some very, what I would consider evidential videos, uh, trail cam videos, trail cam pictures of these creatures. One very interesting one in, um, I'm one, I, I, th I think Alberta, if I'm not mistaken, it might not be Alberta, but I think, I think it's Alberta, uh, on one of these, uh, uh, uh reserve areas where only they were allowed to be and they had some trail camp set up for other reasons uh obviously and caught this creature they they thought it initially had to have been somebody messing with them this thing was dude you were talking about your brother being scared if i saw this thing i would shit my pants and stand still i mean it was just absolutely crazy looking yeah you can't you can't i don't know how you can not be scared yeah um it's i have some some guys down here in Texas, I'm looking at doing a sequel down here in Texas in the big thicket area. And I have some guys that wanna take me out, but these guys, these are serious guys and they go to places that are dangerous. 
And I I feel like, gosh, I hope that if I go, I, I'm not just crawling underneath the rock and getting into the fetal <laughs> position. You know, I don't want to be that guy that they're just, they're just, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it does make worry me, you know, when you get close to one of these things, you're going to know, you know. And so, and they're here in Texas. They have yeah. them. I think they're. I think you. I think you're right. There. I think they're everywhere. I think there are. Uh, you know, I'm here in the Appalachians, uh, outlaws, oh, yeah. the Rocky Mountains. Uh, yep. These areas are are not only steep with lore, but even some accounts of certain beings. You know, before there were names for them, like you and I had spoken about, that you you know, you kind of wonder if they weren't talking about these things then. Uh, we did an episode. Uh, here a few weeks back with a, a buddy of mine, a lifelong friend of mine, and he found a giant skeleton uh, buried with uh, six natives. Um, and the, of course, the giant skeleton was in the middle, and uh, he still has the he still has the hand, uh, the the, the cool. skeleton hand. Around here, they didn't you know back in the day you didn't call authorities. If a farmer found something on his land, everybody come collect what they wanted, and yeah. the rest of it the rest of it gets planted over. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Out in the out in the the rural areas, there's less uh, worried about the authorities. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, actually, there was one account. There are a lot of uh, mammoth and mastodon, both uh, skeletons in this area, and uh, I remember hearing one story. Uh, I even shared on that episode. Uh, uh, thinking it was him that told me, but it was somebody else that told me, I guess, but uh, told me that they had found a tusk, a mammoth tusk, and the, the people who were over overseeing the, uh, the construction work, uh, I think it was road work, uh, were like, no, we're not telling anybody about this, or there goes the contract. Yeah, yeah, I bet you that happens more than we think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, well, obviously, you know, uh, you have a lot of different interests that will come in and and uh, specifically, uh, our nemesis, the, the three-letter agencies, and, uh, and then you have eminent domain. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, you know, another thing, another thing, kind of wanted to talk to you about. Uh, you know, and I've spoken on this before too on the episode. It was it was common, um, I, I guess. Uh, uh, debunking technique, so to speak, to just uh, pretty much demoralize anybody that came forward about these uh, accounts back in the day. You know, especially especially during the time probably that you were growing up. Um, I, I, I don't think you're much older than us, probably a generation older than us, if that. But uh, you know, it was always all uh, Billy Bob or some hillbilly on his boat fishing or hunting that sees these things, and nobody ever credible, just these backwoods country folk and and. I kind of want to get your thoughts on that because uh, one of the one of the things that you ought, you anybody with a common sense would say is you're not going to see Bigfoot in your uh, ten by ten office space. <laughs> yeah, these people no. are out there in the woods. They're out there yeah. in. You can't catch a. You, you're not going to go into the woods and catch a fish. You got to be. You're going to catch it in water. You know these things are not in your in your apartment. Yeah, that's. I mean, the the. One of the key elements of the cover-up in both this mystery and UFO mystery is mockery. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you can get people to feel mocked, you can shut them up real fast. And that's what they've done. They've 
locked people into silence. And and then in some cases they've threatened them with, you know, job losses or, you know, all kinds of issues that things that they can do to you because they have the money or power to, to, to make you shut up. Yeah. But most of it's just by making laughing at you and making you look silly. And so in fact I think part of the problem they're now having getting people to take it seriously is because they've mocked it for so long. Yeah. I mean I just wonder if that's not what's really happening. Oh. But but I just think that that's what they've done and they've ridiculed people and put them down who now they know are exactly right it was very much like the covid thing but it lasted for a long time it's been going the the government stuff where they're the all of the operations that we're finding out they've been involved in it's all been deceit and mockery and hiding it up by making people look like they're crazy if they if they say anything about it Conspiracy theories, too. You know, the whole deal, it's all very similar. So, um, yeah, I think they have belittled people, and that's caused uh, others to th take it, not not take it seriously. But I think it's changing. I agree with you. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think, I, I, think, um, I, I really want to, I really like to think that the, the technological revolution as far as internet and everything is really bit them in the ass, uh, as far as what they've, what they really thought that, the, the you know, uh, it's a, it's so easy to share information anymore. Um, what I, I don't know, uh, I'm not, I don't want you to divulge where you live or anything, but what state are you from? I'm sorry. Uh, what state are you in? I live in Texas. Okay. So, you know, us having this phone call or this this Zoom call, and you know, this wouldn't have been yeah. possible, you know. Oh yeah. Back in, back in back in the day, when you're, you know, like for instance, when your brother saw the uh, right big. So so the only credit you have really is whatever attention any media outlet would give you. And you're right; they the first thing they would do is discredit you for being some yeah there uh, was Texas no, redneck. You know. That's right. That's right. There was no no access to the media like we have today. Um, so in some ways it's really been democratized, uh, and, uh, it's just, no one has too much power, but everybody has a lot of power and, and the government, the media is, they're, they're losing their market share. They're losing their they're... influence and merit to thank goodness because they've abused Absolutely. it so much. Um, so yeah, I think that there's truth to that. I just hope that. They're not able to just bring a hammer down and take it all away suddenly and leave everybody, you know, not knowing how to communicate. So that's it's a fear I have. I mean, it's a I wouldn't say it's a fear, but it's a concern. Yeah, that that I have that it no, can be taken away. It's definitely a legit concern too. So it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. And totally foreseeable. Yeah. Look at what they do, what they're doing with TikTok. I mean. Uh, you know, I hated TikTok at first too. And then, uh, you know, cause we were told, you know, uh, this is Chinese, this and that. Well, TikTok uses different algorithms where people who have, you know, like minds or like stories or like, you know, anything that right. the algorithm could put together, they're seeing each other, you know, validating right. each other. Uh, you know, uh, uh, that's something they don't want. You know, if you're not, if you're not paying for the, uh, for the market space and the, 
uh, if you're not uh, spewing the bull, the bullcrap message that they're wanting you to spew, then uh, you know, and you're not you're not uh, plugged into the current thing uh, that the media is spilling, then they don't want you heard. Yeah, well, I have stayed away from TikTok. There's all kinds of people who sell a lot of books on TikTok and have encouraged me to get on TikTok. And I just feel like there's a lot behind it that I don't want to be a part of. Yeah. So yeah. so I don't know. It, maybe it's different now than it was. But anything that is connected to the Chinese Communist Party, I have no interest in being connected with. I 100% agree so, with yeah. you. Uh, but one thing that I can, one thing that I for sure did like about it, uh, is the fact that it made both the Republicans and the Democrats scared to death. So if that's the case, that makes me question and say, okay, what, what do these guys have? And that's when I did that research and found out that they're using different, uh, algorithms, you know, their own proprietary algorithms. Now, whether or not that's safe and they're, or, or whether or not they're collecting our information, that's that you're, you're, you have very, uh, you know, uh, very solid ground to stand on there uh, with your stance, but as far as the as far as those algorithms, seeing seeing both the Republicans and Democrats uh, and their their little pony show come together and both try to get uh, TikTok, de you know, pretty much deplatformed, that made me scratch my head a little bit and at least do a little. Yeah, you know, that's why I was like, okay, I got to do a little research and see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, um, I'm open. I just been yeah. nervous about it. So, yeah. Now that being said, we don't, Tim. We don't have a. We currently don't have a TikTok page. Either. That's something I've been thinking about because we're trying to get. Uh, we're trying to to be approachable on all the platforms. But uh, uh, you know, I was with you. I'm, I was in the same boat. But like I said, when that happened, it did kind of make me scratch my head and think, well, why do they want to shut them up so bad? Yeah, but then. I mean, if it if it is truly a national security thing, that's what I thought it was when Trump shut it down the first time. So, but honestly, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can never tell with you can never tell with media anymore. It's um, it goes I, either way. I have a a little problem with Instagram because it's connected to Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are things going on with Instagram that I do not agree with in terms of um, human slavery and yeah. some child sex stuff. Somewhere I hear things like that are going on. I don't see it on my stuff. Um, but And I don't support that. I'm against that. But Instagram's the only real connection I have to all of these. I mean, I've, it's just been a rich source of of other people with common interests that no one else, nothing else. Twitter doesn't have it. Facebook doesn't have it, just Instagram. So for selfish reasons, I want to keep doing Instagram. Um, but I also realize that there's some things that I question about Instagram yeah. that they, that they allow or, or, or put up with regardless that just shouldn't be, that should be stopped. Yeah. So that's, but we're if just so everything so stuff, mixed Tim, together. Huh? If you see any of that stuff, send it to us because I'm very interested myself. I'm not, I haven't before, uh, before our podcast, which we're only, we're only, I, I just thought about this the other day. I'm like, man, it's crazy. It seems like we've been going forever, but we're actually only uh, two and a half months old. Um, yeah. 
our, our podcast is and um and we're more like the fanboys of everybody you know we yeah. we uh we really got started being fans and being on other people's shows uh mine with that triangle experience that i was uh, yeah. uh explaining to you um but I, I never knew anything about Instagram. And every time I get on there, my head's swimming. It's like, do you want to post this to your story, to somebody else, to this story? To what, and I'm like, I'm just sitting here with my hands up. Like, I, I don't know. What do I? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to fully use it yet either. I, I mean, I haven't I haven't used any of the reels. And I've probably got to look at some videos on how to do that <laughs> properly. And yeah. it seems to have a lot of potential that I could use if I knew how to use it. And but I wish it allowed you to post links. That's what yeah. I wish. That's what I don't understand why they don't let people post links. Cause that it really hurts it. Um, that doesn't, I don't understand why that was, why it's allowed on Facebook, but not on Instagram. So, yeah, but I'm not for sure. I don't know. I, I mean, you can post the actual physical address of the link. But you can't hit it and link onto it. Yeah, you know you have to you have to cut and paste it and put it on a on a website search and then it'll come up. Yeah. So, but who goes through all that? No one goes through all that <laughs> except me, except me, and maybe three other people. So it doesn't. It just doesn't give you the leverage that 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 Instagram could have. So, but I don't know. That's I'm not an expert. That's just one thing I wish they had. Instagram does seem like it's a bit more uh, uh, popular now than some of the others that that we're used to to uh, to use them uh, as far as yeah. You know, Facebook was easy to navigate because everybody had one. Uh, yeah, but the kids aren't interested in Facebook anymore. They're all gone to Instagram. Let's go. Yeah, this is a new thing. Yeah, TikTok. My son did it. So anyway, uh, I I could I didn't even do any of it until I start till I started marketing the book i didn't do any instagram <laughs> uh, i only and i hard, hardly did any facebook anymore yeah uh, but but once i saw instagram it just blew up it was that there's so much so much connection there so yeah they're doing something right but um i uh i wish that they could just let you have links <laughs> I'm sorry, I, didn't, I didn't i didn't want to complain to, about instagram on the show oh that's okay you were you should I, if you've listened to any of ours we complain about everything we hate <laughs> right. why not uh but there's uh, the funniest reels too on instagram yeah. i just i laugh and i laugh and it's so hilarious <laughs> some of the things on that so that's fun but uh, I was I was uh, talking to a friend of mine. He said he says there's a new. Uh, you, we were talking about COVID before we got on here. He was talking about a new, um, uh, a new uh, variant apparently coming out of uh, Canada, and then wanting to start uh, to start locking people down again. And I was thinking, just in time, there is a. There's supposedly a case coming up, a, a Supreme Court case, uh, that would essentially deny or allow that the World Health Organization to uh, to oversee these lockdowns. Um, yeah, I, if if the court is allowed to vote on that, they'll vote against that. Yes, yeah, I agree. I, agree. So, I don't see that. Uh, I, I, 
they you're trying to sell they're trying to sell a lie that's already been exposed um, even uh, it's just probably in my opinion it's been judges there's only a few uh, but there's been a few judges that said the Constitution says you can't do that that stopped this whole yeah. COVID stuff. Then no, you aren't going to mandate this. You're not gonna, you can't force people to do this. And once those, and you go back and look at the dates, once the judges said, no, you cannot mandate this, they instantly switched from the COVID deal to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you because, wanna hear something funny? I saw this today, Tim. Uh, uh, Biden, by, there was a proposal to send uh, seven hundred dollars per household to each of those Maui victims. The same day that he says this and turns his back on answering any questions, he, his he administration money. proposes another twenty. Well, I think it's a twenty-nine billion to Ukraine. It's it's a it's a shiny toy. Yeah, to keep the interests away because. So much crime was done with this COVID thing. Yeah. So, and they had to, if they could make everybody take it, then when everyone started to die, they could just say it's just more COVID. Yeah. But when, when uh, a half of the population didn't take it, and only the population who did take it is dying from it, then, then they can't say it was it was the disease it has to have been the vaccine and they were endorsing it yeah yeah so yeah. they had to switch to ukraine real quick to get everybody's <laughs> attention off that and and plus they all are corrupt and they have a bunch of money over there and a bunch of money laundering that they're doing with yeah. the military the the military complex but they went from worshiping and using the pharmaceutical companies to worshiping and using the the military industrial complex it's yeah. so thick and corrupt that it, it is want to throw up now and how is... they let them continue to get away with it how they turn just uh, our senate is completely they have just brutalized our country i completely agree with that I saw a funny video the other day and the guy was posing a question, who do you think it is NBA or NFL? And he was going through like, they've got so many charges there. There's 71 of them in a court case. There's uh, so many cases of, uh, of uh, uh, domestic assault and domestic. That's what it was. The yeah. reported domestic assault. And so many of them, who, who can't even don't even have good enough credit to apply and obtain a credit card. And when, when the person he was asking got to, got to choose the answer, was it NBA or NFL? He said, neither it's your United States Congress. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that's the, that's the type of people we let run our country. And then, you know, one, I think one big, uh, uh, and, and I know we're off on a long tangent here, but I think one big, uh, uh, breach of conduct is allowing legislators people who have uh they have the authority to pick up a pen and introduce a piece of legislation or vote on legislation deny legislation approve legislation 
allowing those people to partake in stock sharing while yeah. they're uh, while they're employed to do a service to the yeah, United it's, States it's citizens. Completely, it's completely unethical. Unethical, and immoral. It's also uh, unethical. It's also unethical to let them leave Congress and take jobs as uh, working to get Congress to give money to the military or yeah. any other type of any other time type of bartering or or what do they call that when they're I'm not thinking of the word when they when the they go to Congress to get them to to give them money oh lobby lobby they leave and this has happened to our senate that that people who have no more they're they're called lame ducks they're not going to be there the next the next term they're going to go to work for lobbyists. Then they vote for those lobbyists before they go to work for them. Mm -hmm. That's just completely corrupt. They shouldn't be allowed to get a job in Washington, D.C. when they're done. No, they should go disgusting. home. They yeah. should go home. They should go back to their home state. And and it's just a it's a it's a, a den of thieves. It is. And then you've got uh, then you have uh, senile. Uh, hell, you're talking about probably 25 percent of them are plumb past the stage of uh, senility. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Uh, there's no you, okay. Feinstein, Biden. Uh, 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 oh, who am I thinking of? Guy that uh, McConnell. McConnell. Uh, McConnell. They're all. He's so corrupt. Yeah, and he. Hell, he stroked out last week, giving a speech when a woman touched him. We were wondering what that was all about. He what? I didn't. See, I didn't see oh, that. Oh yeah, so he's he's standing there talking about uh, something. What was? It? I can't remember what he was talking about. Something to do with uh, uh, transparency or something. And a woman comes up, woman in a in a green uh, like a green pantsuit comes up and taps him on the hand, and he just freezes for like twenty seconds. She taps him again, and then people take him. Uh, well, I do know he got he got in a he got in a accident of some kind, fell down the stairs or something. But that's the weird stuff going on with that guy. <laughs> that's yeah. just, with all he, he just is very corrupt. So that's yeah. all I can say. It's super corrupt, and it's not the Democrats, it's not the Republicans, it's both. Yes. <laughs> It's, I yeah. don't think I'm anti-Democrat. In fact, Kennedy, you know Robert Kennedy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that guy, I like that guy. I, I feel, I think he's kind of a hero, an American hero. And I know he's a committed Democrat, but uh, to me, it doesn't matter what their party is. It matters what they stand for. Yeah. yeah. And, and he has a great deal of integrity. And I don't agree with him on everything, but I... I I appreciate his integrity. Yeah, and um, wow. and the same same with other guys. I mean, I just a lot of them I don't trust at all anymore. They just couldn't you couldn't pay me to trust them. Um, but there's a few that are just heroic that have come out over the last two or three years and just been heroic. And then a lot that just have been duds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know, I was mentioning to somebody last week, we were talking about local politics, and I was mentioning you know, how much uh, trust does it instill in the community to see judges, prosecutors, and law enforcement officers, among others, including business owners, all coming out of the same fraternal order of the Freemasons. You know, God forbid you have somebody caught up in the, in the criminal justice system who was arrested by one of these cops, you know, especially one of the law enforcement officers who's a Freemason, he, you know, so not only was he charged by a Freemason, you know, or forbid he got in a fight with him or, or had words with him, he's got to go be prosecuted by a prosecutor who's, who's a Freemason and judged by a judge who's a Freemason. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about it. So yeah. Well, I mean, how would that make you feel? You know, you got you got an entire system of people uh, here in the local community, uh, mine specifically, who are who are of you know who who are of that fraternal order, and you see them coming out of this fraternity together, and then you see them all again in the courtroom when you're answering for your charge. Yeah, it doesn't instill a lot of trust into the community. Sounds like the Ku Klux Klan to me. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, back to the back to the um, to the tomato fields. Uh, you were so you were talking about your brother's uh, your brother's uh, yeah. incident there. Did, did, have you heard any more firsthand accounts uh, from that area? Well, or, period, period. You're any more really good, you know, accounts that were that were kind of like it. Cause a lot of times you hear about the screaming and the, uh, you know, of course, another common theme is the rock throwing, the wood knocks. Um, I I listened to a lot of stories and and I've heard quite a few stories, but um, I don't know of any. That of somebody I know that would have that many elements of the story, and he had the the smell. I mean, it, it all of his senses, you know, and the fear, and the, the screaming, the sounds. So it's not it's not typical that you have one story with all of those elements. So I haven't, I, yeah. I especially someone you know. So that that was kind of unique that that he could have that many. I heard one recently that, but it was on listening to a podcast of a guy in um, Colorado who's a hunting guide, and he's been having trouble with these animals, and they were coming throwing rocks at his house and um, threatening his family, threatening his family, and um. Uh, it, that was a very interesting because he was having to, uh, he was treating them like wild animals that were that you could not trust. That yeah. they they wanted to harm you, and they they maybe not harm you, but they wanted what you had. And he had some hunting uh, little places where he kept meat, and he kept chickens, and he kept, and they were breaking in and stealing his supplies, and he's. I think what he said was he was just getting to the point where he was firing shots over their head. He was, they were getting so brazen that they would come close enough for him to see them. And, uh, and he was firing shots over their heads to get them to, to pay attention. And that would kind of get their attention, but it was pretty wild. It was, there was like, there was yeah. no solution. Uh, at, there was no real closure to it. 
I don't know how it ended. I haven't heard an, another story, uh, but that was one of the more interesting ones I've heard recently. Uh, now, Tim, uh, last time we spoke, you were uh, mentioning that there's uh, you have a speculation that the military or government is uh, going into the woods or wherever they're the Bigfoot are located and sort of neutralizing the threat. Is that what? Well, I that's my guess. Mm-hmm. I I think that it's just my personal. Uh, Guess I can't prove this. Uh, no, you can't prove anything without yeah. with a shadow of a doubt. You know, of it, beyond a shadow of a doubt on any of this. But it seems to me that they can't do anything really to stop this thing. This these things are out there. They can't really protect you from them. Mm-hmm. Um, they for some reason don't want to tell you this. And but I think what they do do is if there's some kind of rogue one that goes a little rogue and gets crazy, um, they go out and get it. And and they have to do it in a team because one person can't hunt this thing. A a team of seasoned or well-trained trackers and well-armed trackers that know what they're doing and know how to track things that i think they can they can hunt them down enough to kill them uh i'm not sure they can catch them i don't think they can catch them alive but i think they can kill them there's been quite a few stories to that effect and then they haul them off in helicopters i that that seems reasonable to me that they do that and then that so the population stays relatively safe and it causes as little disturbance as possible but um, but, and they don't have to really go public with any of it. So again, those go, those are anecdotal, anecdotal stories. And, but they, they tend to, uh, I tend to think that they're true, or at least some of it's true. Well, once again, it, we go into details that we've heard before. And, and right. that's why I'm saying these people, I, I don't think there's any chance these people across timelines of 5, 10, 20 years and some uh, with some of them got together at some point and said, well, yeah, we're going to, I'll do this one now, you do another one in 20 years and we'll, we'll say it did this and it'll line up. You know, it didn't happen like that. It, these things happen because people are, are witnessing them. What you said just now reminds me of a story I heard online. I would love to give credit to who it's due, but it's, I see so many, I, I take in so much of this uh, that it, it gets foggy as far as that, but sure. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, give you a brief synopsis of the story a guy takes his son up to uh, a uh, uh, rural it's a rural area it's a mountainside where they uh, they would intertube down the snow the snow slope right well they're intertubing down the slope they're about halfway down and they see this you know suspected bigfoot come out and it's like it's it's charging towards them. and right. they kind of they, they try to kind of shift and when they do they realize that it's not even running towards them it's just running up in a diagonal way up the field in a diagonal trajectory, uh, trajectory up the hill from the bottom of the hill. They get to the bottom and look up, and the thing, you know, they're, they're just seeing the tail end of it. It's running it, the, the backside of it. It's, it goes off into another wooded area. Uh, they're load, they load their stuff up. You know, the dad says, come on, let's, let's just get our stuff loaded up and leave. 
he gets gets his son in the car and uh, uh, two or three military vehicles pull up and get out. At that point, he realizes this thing was running from him. That's that's what the, that's what had this thing going. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't coming after him and his son. The thing was trying to get away from military yeah. chasing. It. Yeah. Well, I, uh, did you ever hear the one actually in app? It's in the Appalachians uh, about the little boy that disappeared. And it's a more one of the more famous nine four one one stories. Smoky uh, Mountain uh, National Forest. Yeah, and the little yes. boy just went out, went behind a tree for a second, and was gone. And they searched and searched, and uh, but there was a few, um, just men in black type people that just showed up, and and then there was other witnesses that saw a big black creature walking up the hill with looking like it had something over its back, like, yeah. like a kid. And they never found the kid and they never uh, know. All of this is just hearsay again. Cause it, you know, it just doesn't go anywhere, but it's just strange. And if you connect all of those things together, it seems to bring a pattern out. And uh, I that that they that there are people who go after these things and take take them out, or they scare them away, or mm -hmm. they um, I don't know, but that that is known to be uh, one of the one of the higher one of the areas with the higher concentration of stories. Yes, uh, is the Smoky Mountain National Forest. That's actually where Outlaw and I went to the convention at in Gatlinburg. To, yeah, so that yep. story took place about. Uh, I want to say about 25 miles out law from where we were. Hmm. Um, that what? story that he's referring to. I, I can't remember the name of the, of the kid. This was uh, uh, earlier 1900s. I uh, was like 30s or 40s. No, I don't think so. I, the one I remember, it was in the, like the 70s or 80s. Oh, okay. It, it might be another one. Uh, it was there. fairly modern. Yeah. I mean, compared to, I mean, it's not in the 2000s, but... Uh, but I can't remember exactly, but it just uh, it just seemed because they were still alive. He went back and tried to interview the people. So he, uh, he the man was still alive, but he's never recovered emotionally from losing his son. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's just I think a it tragic story. Um, I, I think it is the same one. And I think the, the guy that it bothered the most was the uh, FBI agent uh, that was handling it. And it, it there were two of them. Uh, that they went into specifically, one of them ended up killing itself. Uh, I think I, I think you're right. I think that's that kind of now that you mentioned that that brings a bell <laughs> to me. That yeah. one of them did involve that. There was a lot of tragedy related to it. So, and that's the thing that bothers me is you can keep things as quiet as you want, but this is tragic. This is harming yeah. people. This is hurting people. And why can't we just tell the truth about? This? Why do? Why can't? We, I just I'm I'm done with cover-ups. Yeah, we need to yeah. quit lying. And people are big big boys. They can they're wearing pants. They can take it. We have to stop putting just being dishonest. The government. I'm talking about everybody. We just just stop being dishonest and get this thing out in the open and treat people yeah. like adults. This so. is just subjective, Tim, but I, I think I think there's I think there's so much more to it that if we knew the truth and maybe the origins, it might implicate somebody uh, of higher power. 
than us as far as uh, as far as government officials and stuff. I, I think they're, I think, I think, I don't think it's the, just the Bigfoot that they're keeping, uh, just the well, Sasquatch and UFOs that they're keeping. Uh, I think there's uh, an agenda. Yeah, it could be. I mean, and that's just subjective. Up, you know, cover ups perpetuate cover ups. So, and and I think it is a bigger thing, but I just. Anyway, I can't. I feel I feel so helpless sometimes. But but uh, I know where you're coming from, man. And it's kind of like a meme that I talked about last week. Uh, I, I saw a good meme that was it had a person that said, "What can I do? I'm only one person," and they were in the middle of a million people. Yeah, and they're all thinking that, but they don't realize your resources are right beside you. But and we're all we all have, we're programmed to think that. We're programmed to think that we're the only ones that think that they're, you know. Uh, well, I think people are waking up and they're talking and just like what we're doing right now, it's happening all over the country, all over the world. And maybe enough of us are putting our foot down. Uh, no one got fooled when when they brought all this investigation to Congress for the UFOs. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, I, I don't... I personally am not impressed. I don't think they've done anything. I don't think they've done their job. You don't, you know, you don't tell me that there's craft and bodies that we've recovered from another planet and then not tell me what planet. (laughs) Not tell, okay. And I mean, there should be a big and with lots of big dots following that say, okay. And they're not asking these questions. Oh, that's, that's that's uh we can't tell you that that's what do they that you can't know that that well then why are you here yeah why are why are you in front of this congress if you can't tell us that if that has to be remain a secret because it's it's a matter of national security i'm tired of national security yeah yeah that's an excuse yeah you could, yeah they can sell that it's, shit to somebody it's, who believes it's it. a I, national cop-out tell us what's going on and um i think people are tired of it we are i think we've had enough and they're just not fooling anybody anymore yeah yeah, just my I, no, no, I agree with you 100%. I think there are a lot more that do agree with you. I mean, what that's kind of like the, the uh, it, it's kind of, and I know it's a different subject matter, but it's kind of like that, uh, that new song, uh, that Oliver Anthony song that became so popular. Um, yeah, you know, it became popular because people really are tired of, of seeing and hearing this shit. And he just said it in a song and it made, you know, you people, saw what happened. I saw people are done, they're sick of it. Yeah, so I have. Really I, I hope someone's listening because it's gonna, it's gonna result in uh, some unpleasant things if they don't start listening and, and attend to these people's interests. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because it's just not they're not going to lay around and just get kicked forever. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And and I'll tell you another thing that really chaps my ass is seeing these people make so much money. Uh, you know these the, these people are there to serve us. I heard John John Burke gave the best idea in my you know and that's subjective it's in my point of view but uh he's actually from texas i'm not for sure if you're aware of john Burke, but uh he has a podcast uh and and i uh tend to agree with him mostly uh on most things he uh, he said that these people that that are elected to office and get these salaries uh they should be paid 
the average salary of the district they represent. It's a service, you know. Yeah. You're not. It's not. You're doing a service. You know, we shouldn't be paying them. You know, four times the uh, uh, four times an average salary of the district they represent. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. That sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, no, they, uh, pay, Tim. they pay them a lot of money. Yeah. So, well, and not only that, that not only that. If you remember, Tim, what I was talking about earlier with the with the the immoral stock trading and things that they do. Yeah, that's they, the real problem. Well, they come out of their millionaires. Yeah, and and they are not accountable to the people who. The real problem with the Senate is the Seventeenth Amendment. It, the Seventeenth Amendment made senators elected by popular vote instead of appointed by their legislatures, so they're no longer. They're no longer accountable to the state. They're accountable. And then they get to D.C. and they just take all the big money so they can keep getting elected. And it it's completely corrupt. And the, the state legislators used to be able to recall their senators. If you're not going to vote for this state, you come home. Yeah. I mean, that— I the, think they and, still can, can't they? They, no, that well, and if they're cr criminals and they do something illegal, but the also thing is, the states, the states used to appoint the U.S. Senate. Yeah, and with the Seventeenth Amendment, they made them popularly elected, and it's been a disaster for the country because they are no longer, they're no longer loyal to their state. They're loyal to whoever can give them enough money to win the popular vote. Yeah. And that's why they're more loyal to military industrial complex and the pharmaceutical companies than they are to people in Texas or Virginia or Utah. Look at yeah. the Utah. Look at that guy from Utah. Oh, uh, I mean, what yeah. a disaster he has been. Yeah. And Cor Cornyn from Texas has been just a disaster. So I absolutely it, agree. They just aren't accountable to anybody but big money in Washington, D.C., and it becomes a Anyway, I, I had no intention of talking about this. I'm really sorry, guys. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're totally no, hey, you, you came on the right. You came to the right podcast to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, we, the, our fans want to hear. Uh, our fans love to hear the, our guests' views on that stuff. You know, that brings a whole other dimension to you know who they're who they're buying their books off of. And I promise you, you'll align just right with with many of our guests. Well, it's just that these things are are uh, very painful to me. I see yeah, what absolutely. my country is is just staggering. Yeah. And it just hurts. It does and I hurt. see the reason for it. it and does. I see the people who are responsible for it. And uh it it just it's just hard. It's hard to deal with. So anyway, I keep it in most of the time. <laughs> I know that God's bigger than all of this and that uh he was here before the country and he'll be here after the country and we'll be um we can put our trust in him so but but uh still you see something that you value and you see it's possibly threatened it's it's um uh, it's something that can help affect you emotionally so yeah yeah absolutely Absolutely. But uh, I hope it does help you. You have plenty of, there are plenty of like-minded people. Uh, and, and like I you think said, that's true. 
like you highlighted, they are they are starting to uh, to come about with uh, come up with ways to to answer the threats that we that we are you know dealing with every day. Uh, you know, you've got uh, you've got people bringing uh, bringing forward convention of the states. Uh, you've got uh, you've got just I mean. Hell, I'm sure you can't drive down a road in Texas right now without seeing a black flag up, uh, up a subdued American flag. And that, that means, you know, we'll take no prisoners. Um, you know, if, if you mess with us, if you, if you, you know, if you mess with us, we're not, we're not going to take any prisoners. Well, you know, there's, there's a lot of establishment Republicans in Texas that, are really not any better than the ones in D.C. No, that's how it is here, too, man. Yeah, I feel you. They're just corrupt, and they think of themselves only all the time, and whatever they can get right now, the next election, and, and no real integrity or depth beyond the immediate gain. And so I'm not super confident in Texas. <laughs> I think I I, I uh, hope for the best, um, but it's gonna take uh, it, it's gonna take something exposing these people, <laughs> exposing them for what they are, and people just getting mad and standing up very strongly to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I hope that happens. I, I can't, can't. I, I'm only me. I'm only one vote. Yeah. You remind me a lot of. Uh, you remind me a lot of Dave Pilates. You're very well spoken and and uh, just I about like, the same I, I train like, of thought. Yeah. I, I like do too. Lighter. I do too. He's, very, very, good, very humble guy. He seems like it. I I've never met him or or talked to him, but the 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 videos I've heard and the. The presentations he made, he seems like that. I would urge any of our listeners uh, and you, if you haven't seen it, to check out his uh, interview with, uh, is it John D'Souza, outlaw? Uh, I don't remember. It, it's Mr. D'Souza. You, Mr. You'll yeah. See it. Uh, it, I think it's John D'Souza. He's a former FBI agent. He was also on uh, Politis' latest uh, uh, film effort, that uh, uh, the UFO Connection, which is a good, a very good documentary. Uh, but he sits down with uh, D'Souza and actually towards the end of the interview, D'Souza straight up exposes a lot of uh, corrupt shit that went on with 9-11. Uh, and he and he comes out and says, I think it was not only an inside job, here's who I think perpetrated, here's the things they did before the 9-11 attacks. Now that we're on the subject of... Uh... Dave Polite is, uh, Tim, in your opinion, do you think there's a, a Bigfoot UFO connection? I do. I, uh, I think I, I think that probably there's a extraterrestrial origin for some of what we see with Bigfoot. And I don't know if that's that they came from there originally or, they developed here with the help of someone that came from there, you know, but I think there's some extraterrestrial origin and you know how super Superman when he's on earth, he's Superman, but when he's on his home planet, because yeah. of the kryptonite, he's, he's just normal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, these things move in such a strange ways, and they're so fast. I mean, just brutally fast. And they're so they jump so high, and they're so strong um, that it it just seems to defy physics. Uh, our earthly physics, and it mm. makes me wonder if they, if they, as a species, didn't develop on a planet that maybe had more gravity, and had something that that they had to be strong to live on that planet, um, and then they got transported here somehow, and then it was just like, true, there's no gravity at all, and they were just super strong and super fast, and. I just it just makes me wonder if that that doesn't indicate an extraterrestrial origin. And so if I had to bet on it, I'd probably go I'd probably bet that that's the case. And I think that the Bigfoot mystery is just a microcosm of a, of a bigger mystery which is who we really are in the universe. Mm-hmm. And who else is in the universe with us? And what impact did they have on us and we have on them? And we got to get answers to that. And once we get answers to that, I think we'll go, oh, yeah, that makes complete. The Bigfoot will just, it'll, it'll just be, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense now. <laughs> and and um, I think that's really where we have to go to get more answers. It ha- we have to get answers out there. Yes. That's where the answers are. And I just don't see why we're not being more honest and open about it unless there's more bad stuff going on. (laughs) (laughs) But but, uh, hopefully, I'm hopeful that we'll get answers, maybe even in our lifetime. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if it happened tomorrow. Uh, But I also wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen for five more years or 10 more years or 20 more years. So. But that's what I think. And uh, I can't prove any of it. I can only just guess based on what I've read and looked into. What, so so your, now your, your opinion, do you, do you subscribe to more benevolent or malevolent intentions or just animalistic in between? For what? For what? The for Bigfoot? Bigfoot? Yeah. I don't I think that uh, they're as uh, diverse as people. And there's probably some that just that are very malevolent, and there are probably some that are uh, very nice, and there's probably a lot of them that just could go either way. <laughs> it depends yeah. on. And I think I, I think you, you, you're you're kind of right there. The stories would lend themselves to that theory. You know, uh, some are very uh, very benevolent, and some some a little more uh, uh, nefarious. Uh, yeah, as far I, as... I, you know, I just think people are. Are, they're probably very similar to us, and so I, probably most people are are decent people. Yeah, and maybe most of these animals are, you know, you leave them alone, they leave you alone. But yeah, absolutely. I know some of them, some of them probably eat people. So yeah. well, same, you know, and the same can be said about a grizzly bear. You know. Uh, uh, and and even if you do subscribe to the portals or the different dimensions or the extraterrestrial, still doesn't mean they don't have animalistic. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they're they're 
um, human being, they're not, they, they don't have the conceptual thinking that we have. They are, they are animals, but they're animal, very, very special animals. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, they, they have a sense about them, a, a telepathic sense about them. They have a ability to know that you're there long before you know that they're there. Yes. They they're faster than you can imagine. They're stronger than you can imagine. Um, they can hunt you. You know, for they can hunt the best hunters. Oh, absolutely. And, and so, I. But I don't think they're. They they can they can't make fire. They they don't they don't make wheels. They don't. They they have some kind of language, but it's not the conceptual depth that the human language has. So there's real real limitations to them. Um, so I they might go through portals. There might be a paranormal. I'm really thinking seriously about adding that to the next book. Um, but because I think there's something to it. But I don't think they made the portals. I think something else, uh, yeah. something yeah. else, has been responsible for them. They've developed somehow naturally, and somehow got here. And I don't know all the answers. I know a lot. I have no clue about some of the answers. But it's just suggest, just things I tend to think uh, explain it for me. No, and that's the thing too, man. Is uh, the more uh, answers we find on Bigfoot, it actually just opens up more questions. Yeah, every time you get an answer, yeah. you get ten questions. You know, I sometimes wonder if it if it doesn't have like like CERN. You know, we talk about these uh, super colliders and opening up different uh, dimensional portals. I wonder if if they don't know that these things uh, are already that we that we already have dimensional travel and these things are doing it. And they're wanting to say, saying, "We need to replicate this." If these animals can do it, then why can't we? Um, you know, that, that's, uh, we, a lot of people used to joke about it, but they come out and said, you know, that's what we do. That's what we're trying to do. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> the, the, if um, a lot of the quantum physics stuff is real and there is a, a connection to our, observation and measurement of reality and the reality collapsing into the form that we are expecting to see uh there's something to that 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 is hard to to explain that 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 there's a lot of theories on it if there is other dimensions and entanglement and uh, photons react to each other from billions of miles away and there's just a lot of mysteries that that could very well indicate that that the portals that transmit you from one part of the universe to the other can exist. And I, I think an animal could use that. Maybe that's how they got here originally. Mm. Maybe yeah, we saw were. one of those on uh on Politis's where the one guy ended up in his old hometown like hundreds of miles away. And then here recently, I think there was an account of a guy skiing somewhere in, uh, up near new England, somewhere, uh, one of those new England States, whether it be and then he wound up in LA or something. Yeah. In his ski gear and his ski yeah. gear still. Yeah. See that kind of stuff is cool. I'd like to read that. I'd like to get more on that story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But if that, those, 
I mean, theoretically, that, that could happen. Now, we know the science now that at least theoretically underpins some of that. So you could have portals. You could have, what are those things called on the television show with the, with the Atlantis? where oh, they uh, would, Stargates. Uh, Stargates. So, you could have yeah. maybe Stargates, you know? Um, I love that show. <laughs> Same here, man. <laughs> but, but you could have all that. Oh, and the, it's, the, it's not far-fetched anymore. The, the scientific possibilities for that are not far-fetched. I'm not saying we have it all figured out or we've de- developed it, it yet. But we still know, we know that those kinds of things are at least possible. And so it's, if, if we have lived for a couple hundred million years in some form or another on this planet, maybe less than that, probably less, but there's probably been more than one or two civilizations on this planet. There's things underwater that just shouldn't yeah. be there. Okay. Yeah. They're just, and there's every uh, few million years, maybe it's 200, I don't know how many million years, but there's cataclysmic changes in the planet caused by a lot of different things going on in the universe. And um, it could destroy. There's been one I was listening today that destroyed 70, 80% of the life on the planet. And it's just because of, catastrophic things that's happened all of a sudden that just destroyed, decimated the planet, and then it has to rebuild again. And that could explain why we have we have uh, buildings underwater. Oh, absolutely. Out, off yeah. the coast of Japan and underneath Cuba. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and there's, there's just all kinds of strange things that have happened. The, the pyramids are older than they say they are. They're now they're finding things older than the pyramids. They found pyramids. You know, there's a pyramid under the Great Lakes. Whoa, I didn't know about that one. Look, look it up. You do a Google search. <laughs> there's a pyramid. <laughs> well, there were pyramids here in America before the glaciers melted. Wow. So there's all kinds of stuff that we're just, we have been around a lot longer than they say we've been around. And it's likely we developed out of others that had been destroyed. And it could be millions of years of history, human history, where there's been more than one group of humans. And it could be planted and seeded by people from other planets. If we're really 14.7 billion years old, that's the latest, okay? Keeps getting older. (laughs) But if we're really that old as a universe, and our planet is about 3.5 billion years old, and... Life developed on this planet in in the last what two hundred million years, maybe may, maybe less, maybe more. I'm not a scientist, so I'm just guessing. That's not very much time compared to fourteen point seven billion. There's been lots of other planets that have developed, and life has developed on them. Okay, and some sooner than us, and some later than us. But if they're sooner than us. They have technology that they could easily use to get to us. They're, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities, and those billions and billions and billions of years opens up all kinds of doors that could could have been used. So to think that we're the most sophisticated life in the universe is really stretching it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, 
And the, the same God that created us created lots of other life. And yeah. if that if there's if they are born or created with the intelligence, if they're created as a reflection of God, they're gonna be pretty smart and they're gonna figure figure all this out. So if their planet has lasted longer than three and a half billion years, they're ahead of us. Yep. Right? Does that make so well yeah, if they if they if they uh uh if that if that planet's life evolved, you know, faster than us, then obviously they're there's a good chance that they're technologically more advanced ahead than of too. And there's a billion galaxies. Just think about that. A billion galaxies with a billion stars in each. Okay? So there's 12 and there's trillions, literally trillions of planets that could that could support life as we understand it. And we're the only ones? We're the center of the universe? I don't think so. No, I don't agree with that either. Okay. We're a center. We're all, we are important. But we're not but but God's the center of the universe. <laughs> and who knows what else he has, you know, but it's just amazing. It is. How big and amazing this universe is. So and I think the answers are out there. Uh, they're, either inside, to, they're, either inside, uh, they're either inside us yes. or, out, or outside, way outside. I'm glad you said that. that was, was, uh, I've, I've read a lot about that, too. Um, but I, one more thing I wanted to get to, uh, we had this on here because I, I've, that's what I was doing. I wasn't being rude. I was writing down notes. Uh, Outlaw was talking about, and I actually heard you mention to, on Tony's episode last time, uh, something we definitely wanted to get in was this uh, haunting. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, my house. Uh, yes. I, yes, yeah. Yeah, when we were kids, the, the, uh, we had a ghost in our house that was a kid. We think it was a kid. In fact, my brother saw it, the same brother who saw the Bigfoot. So, um, And he saw it follow my dad into the bathroom. And it was it was it was uh, dressed like a little boy from a different century uh, or a different uh, time, at least in a century. And it was uh, he said he he could see it, and it was, it was closed and everything, but it was also a little translucent, if that if if that makes sense. That makes, um, yeah. And he followed him, my dad, into the bathroom, and. He, Joe got upset because he was a little boy and he was jealous of his dad. So he said, why is this little boy following my dad? So he ran in there <laughs> to find out why this little boy was with his dad. And it wasn't there. There was nothing there. Just his dad. So wow. his, his dad didn't know it. So, um, and then there was one time when this, the, the mantelpiece on our mantle just floated off the mantle and just suspended and then dropped and broke on the ground. And uh, that kind of scared everybody. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. And then there was a time where he scared my grandma so bad. She left the house and didn't, it never came back. Because <laughs> it's something, it was under her bed making noise. I think we, we think it was pretty playful and generally it didn't cause too many issues um 
I was never scared of it. I never felt scared in the house. Um, other than, you know, you're the normal kids being scared in the dark or hearing noises or something, but it never felt like there was any, it was more like a part of the family. And um, my mom uh, got a, a Ouija board and I remember her sitting down with my aunt and I watched this whole thing. I can't remember if I participated or not. I, I think I was probably around 10 at the time. And she asked a bunch of questions. And I remember the thing answering and giving initials and names. And that from, from that, she apparently determined that it was a little boy that had died. And she said she went downtown and looked into some records and found out that that had been the case, that someone had died in the house. A little boy had died in the house. Now, I'm not endorsing the Ouija board thing because I don't think it's a good idea and people should stay away from it, okay? Uh, I didn't know any better. <laughs> I, I was 10, and my mom really didn't know any better. So, But personally, I think that that problem causes people more problems than it solves. So I would try to stay away from that if I was you. But it happened. So I'm just telling you it happened, and that's what yeah. they determined. Yeah. And uh, so that's just the weirdest thing I ever heard is I listened to – something moving pots and pans around in the kitchen at night when my mom was asleep and my brothers were asleep and my dad was gone because he was a truck driver and he was out of town a lot. And I remember, and I don't know why I didn't go into the kitchen to check to this day. I don't know why I just sat and listened and I probably listened for about 20 minutes and then I went to bed and went to sleep. So I wasn't scared that there was something in the kitchen making noise, but I didn't go check it out. So I don't know why I, I was 10. Um, I don't blame you. <laughs> but, 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 I, but, I, but I wasn't scared enough that I was worried about going to sleep, you know, with someone in the house. So I knew what it was. I knew who he was, but I didn't want to go in the kitchen to, to double check. But it was clearly making noise and moving pots and pans around. And when we first started noticing stuff, uh, Mom would come downstairs and find stuff out of place in the kitchen. And she'd get really mad at Joe, my little brother. She <laughs> thought he was getting up in the morning and going, or at night and going down and screwing up the kitchen. And he would get upset because she was mad at him and blaming him all the time. And she finally figured out, I think, that something else was going on in the house. Yeah. So, so that's kind of it. It it um, it just kind of became a a part of the family with, with that, you know, not one that you notice or see every day, but you just kind of take. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's yeah. an awesome story. It's a pretty cool story. And I went up to the house. Oh, about five years ago. And I just knocked on the door on a whim. Cause I go to Seattle sometimes to see my brother. He still lives in the area. And I just said, well, I'll try, see what happens. And I'm not <laughs> Knocked on the door, and the guy came to the door, and uh, I said, "Hi, I used to live here when I was a kid." And I asked, "I asked him, do you ever see anything weird or hear anything?" He didn't seem that happy with me. <laughs> so I said, "Okay, I I probably wouldn't be there if someone did that to me." So I just I just thanked him and 
and left. And uh, but I just couldn't help trying. <laughs> yeah, I still the house still fascinates me. I go look at it whenever I'm there, and I wish I could go in. But, yeah. But uh, anyway. Well, Tim, thank you so much for being on the show, man. You are a, a stand-up, stand-up personality. You have, uh, you're very well spoken, and we appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that stuff with us. You said you're working on a, you, you might be working on another uh, uh, book. Do you have any? Uh, you already have you already started on it, or? Yeah, I'm doing research. Are you, okay. I'm character development and research, and and that's. I'm starting to discover a lot of good stuff, just about cool stuff, not just necessarily related to mysterious or portals, just cool things that I can weave into the story. So yeah. I'm developing that. And I'm also, <clears throat> I don't know if you knew, but when I was finishing up Tomato Fields, I had an editor that was helping me edit it, that was editing it for me. And she got upset because she thought my characters were using guns unsafely and she quit on me uh, so oh my god I said, and it's not for, for one thing it's not true but for another thing it's ridiculous so yeah. um anyway i had to finish everything myself and um editing is not my greatest strength if that makes sense so i'm more of a content person and a yeah cre creative person so I've had to go back in a few times and re-edit, and I'm having an editor re-edit it right now. I just got the thing back from him yesterday, and now I have to go through it and look at it again, too. But I'm going to get it uh, probably uploaded within the next couple of weeks, so I get it an, uh, a better edited version up there. So anyway, I... I uh, just saying that to let people know who might be bothered by typos that it's it's being fixed it's really hard to write a book it's a lot of work and it is so i'm trying to get that one up and really clean so then i can turn and focus more on the sequel but yeah. i if you're trying to it's it's a lot of multitasking okay so but i would like to have the sequel out by next year that would be awesome man if We've I got a couple of good dudes. Sorry, outlaw. Oh just, no, go ahead. I was just going to mention Maynard and um, Maynard and uh, Chucky Danger. Uh, they both had some really, really interesting. Uh, I mean, these guys have just researched uh, Sasquatch to death, and uh, Chucky was actually on a recent episode talking about uh, the possibility of them seeing an uh, ultraviolet as well as some animals uh, that we have, a wildlife that we have. Uh, he, he was going and talking about some of the gifting sites, you know, where people will set up gifting sites with these. Uh, it uh -huh. was really common, apparently, in one of these, uh, in, in a couple of these areas in Alaska, where they would actually set up gifting sites for these uh, Sasquatch, and they would get rocks in return. They'd leave shiny things or something, they'd get rocks in return. And he started telling us that a lot of these rocks, the trap gases in these rocks, have beautiful spectrums of light in them when, when they're shown under a UV light uh, because of the gases that are trapped in, inside of them. And he was wondering if maybe they didn't see in uh, ultraviolet. These, these guys were, shoot, we've got so many uh, wonderful people in the uh, Bigfoot community. Uh, hop on in our Discord anytime and talk to those guys. Okay, that's great. I'd love to. So yeah, I'll definitely. 
send me the the Discord channel. I will absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, I use Discord with a couple other things, so I know how to do it a little that's bit. Awesome. So uh, I'm I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm still a, a, a an amateur when it comes to some of this stuff, but I'm an enthusiastic amateur. Okay. <laughs> you and I both, I got, a, I got this, the studio set up here a couple of weeks ago and I actually sat down in between doing all this and, and was starting to record some of my music. And I, it's like, I don't even know where to start. There's so much stuff. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's ridiculous. This can be overwhelming. Yeah. Yes. Very, very, but we, we definitely wish you the best of luck and looking forward to that. Uh, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm definitely going to purchase the tomato fields and I'm uh, looking forward to, I'd like to be able to buy both of them a set. That'd be awesome. Have that in the sequel together. Uh, well, I'm going to hopefully have something soon. Okay. And I'll yeah. keep you posted when I go, when I go out to this place where they want to take me, if I can work that out, I'll uh, let you guys know what I'm doing. Okay. Please, maybe please. take some video or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, That'd be awesome. So it's called the Big Thicket, and it's 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 some serious uh, weird stuff. Okay, a lot of weird lights and a lot of UFO stuff going on, and a lot of crime too. A lot of drug crime and stuff going on too. That's um, and people disappearing. So it's kind of mysterious, a little scary. So yeah. I but, wanted to come down to Texas to hog hunt for a long time. Yeah, there's a lot. You can hog hunt as much as you want. They they want you to kill as many of them. As <laughs> there's, no, there's there's no you know you can kill them. It's it's unlimited because yeah. there's such a problem. So, uh, Tim, are you on any uh, YouTube channels or do you have any of your own content out right now? Not yet. I don't. I don't. I'm thinking about how to do that. I I was like thinking of a lot of different ways, but. I just haven't decided how to do it. And so I don't do YouTube and I don't do any uh, podcasts yet. Um, I mostly just go on other people's stuff and interview. So, but that might be down the road. I, I just don't know. Well, you're certainly welcome back here anytime, man. We look forward oh. to it. And if you get any video or anything you want to share, yeah. uh, I'll have Outlaw to send you the, uh, the Discord link. And if there's That's anything great. you want to, anything you want to share at any time, yeah. you just pop on in there and share it, man. Happy um, to do it. I, uh, I will, uh, keep you posted. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks again so much for coming on. Hey, thank you. It was a pleasure. You guys have a great night. Okay. You as well. And thanks for staying up so late. I know it's yeah. late. So. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go right to sleep. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm East coast. So I'm, it's, it's 1240 here, but yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, but I, I have a great time. I can sit on these things forever. But we really do appreciate you coming on and wish you the best in, in uh, okay. everything going forward. So please well, keep Well, thank you very much. You guys yes, have sir. a great evening. Talk uh, to you, you soon. Too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, folks. Just wanted to remind you that you can uh, check us out on Discord, on Countercult Podcast. You can check us out at uh, countercult.podcast at Instagram, Countercult Podcast at Facebook. Patreon, of course, Countercult Podcast. Uh, it's explicit, so you'll have to search it up in Google uh, and go from there. And we're, we also have uh, t-shirts, mugs, stickers, magnets, uh, you name it. 
all on tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. Thank you, guys.